0: Welcome back to another side quest episode of Postgame Life, where we live life in the post-game. Today my co-host and I will be discussing Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Uh. <laughs> and our thoughts and feelings about it and how it relates to the rest of the Star Wars franchise. I'm joined today by Mr. Jeffro Luntard himself, Jeffrey.
1: What up, what up, what up? I went through 40 minutes of it. I went as far as I could. That's <laughs> as much as I could take of episode two.
0: Now, before we start, I I just want to make an announcement. Uh, Recently, I've actually been coming out to a lot of people about this. And once I told my mom, I feel like now's the time to pretty much tell everybody. Um, I'm trans, and I've been coming out to friends and family members one by one. I felt it was time to come out to you guys, our lovely listeners. Um, I actually started hormone replacement therapy about two months ago now. And like I said, I just felt like it was time. Um, I go by Jessica now, she, her pronouns, and I know during this recording, Jeff may slip up here and there, but I forgive him, it's still new to him as well, so don't give him any shit for it, okay? And um, Aww. if you don't like Thanks, any of this, <laughs> if, if you guys don't like any of this, then fuck off. This is a trans-friendly, yeah, honestly. <laughs> and like, an honestly, like all-friendly, inclusive, whatever, everything podcast, and I just want any listener to know that if you need someone to talk to... Feel free to DM me on Twitter, DM the podcast on Twitter. I'd be happy to talk with you about anything, Um, help with anything, even if it's just someone to talk to and just know you can come to me. You can be yourself. Uh, One thing that really helped me was finally able to be myself and talk to people about it. Um, It helped my mental health immensely. And one reason why I was able to finally muster up the courage to tell people. And past two months have honestly been the happiest of my life, and I would okay. never go back. Um, but as always, our socials will be plugged at the end. Now, back to our regular scheduled session. So, Tackle the Clones. Best Star Wars movie uh-huh. out there, or what?
1: No, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. When I, I, I think I said this when we went through the first one, Jess. Like, when we were talking about uh, Phantom Menace and that shit, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's not the worst, but it is definitely the second worst. I think people already know going into this, li- having listened to the first one. If you have. If you haven't, I would definitely recommend it. It was a good... God, it was probably one of the longer podcasts we put out, other than last week's. But, yeah, it's, um, it's the worst of the Star Wars. <laughs> we went through... <laughs> It's why I could only get through like a good 40 minutes of it. And I'm sure you felt the same. Although you said you were getting a, a little emotional about some stuff. So we won't get into it now, obviously, once we get to those points. But there were points in it, like, I, I guess I, I looked at it with new eyes because it was definitely, it's definitely still the worst, in my opinion. But it was more interesting knowing, like, Everything that we do with Filoni and all the shit that we've got, like, in terms of background and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, you know, I could get behind some of this. Some of this is super interesting. But also at the same time, it was so fucking poorly done. And I'm sorry, I like Hayden Christensen, but, like, I'm starting to realize, like, even Obi-Wan as a character in the movies wasn't as good as I thought he was. And I know that's weird, and I know that's terrible to say. Maybe it's just episode two getting to me. But we'll get into it.
0: That is definitely just episode two to get into. That's definitely a hot take. Every ten minutes, I felt like typing on this thing. Just, I love Ewan McGregor. Oh my gosh, Ewan McGregor. Oh my okay, gosh, you Ewan Obi- McGregor.
1: One. Yes, Ewan McGregor did a really fucking good job. <laughs> but,
0: in terms of Obi-Wan, you know,
1: Obi-Wan being the Jedi Master and being all that kind of shit. Wasn't really good. He wasn't really that good. Okay. And I'll get into it. Be- we'll get into it. We're spoiled
0: by the Clone Wars and Filoni.
1: Oh, yeah. Filoni fucking gave us a masterpiece. You got to remember, that was
0: 27 minute episodes every week for seven years, six years.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And he was actually able to build character development and get a personality. This is Obi-Wan in the first film. He was barely there. He killed Darth Maul. That's about all he did.
1: This one, he
0: was actually one of the main characters, actually did stuff. And at this time, they're still just building his character mm-hmm But, but anyway, I don't know.
1: I I like. Okay, there were a lot of things I appreciated about this movie, just the beginning and like the little tidbits. Because I went fucking in depth watching this. I was like, oh damn. I'm like, okay, this is stuff that's mentioned, but we won't get super into it. We'll go through it kind of as the movie goes along. Yeah, like in kind of an order. But we all have like like I said, Obi Wan fucking pissed me off a little bit. But also Obi Wan, like I don't know, there's shit that the Jedi were doing. And even like before, anyways, go on. Yeah, i will let you fucking start off with this because you definitely had a lot to say leading up to it <laughs> or leading through it, at least. Well, I'm looking at the
0: doc and I'm like, oh, sheesh. Well, yeah. As we go along, just just tell me your thoughts on Obi Wan because I do want to hear that because I want to defend my bay. But uh yeah,
1: he Obi Wan is fucking lovely. Don't get me wrong. I love you and McGregor so much. It's what, the only reason I watched the Christopher Robin movie was because of him. Although I love Winnie the Pooh, but still, yeah, he did a really good job in that movie.
0: But, so, like, like you said, this is, this is one of those movies that you can just skip over and forget about and not really think about, because <laughs> after, after re-watching this one, after um, Phantom Menace, this is the weakest link of all the Star Wars movies. And, Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: And, uh, it, it's really hard to rewatch if you're just rewatching it for fun. Mm-hmm. Just, just cause, like, the CGI and the the dialogue and it like the chopped up storyline like you don't know how long it is in between everything like the way that anakin and Padme's relationship starts to grow but like they're so ch- like cut up and put all together you don't know how long time has passed
1: well that's that's the thing with star wars like i so i, st- I started re-watching the other ones like the the sequels and like the biggest thing with star wars is that You lose track of time, and I think we talked about it in the first one, is we don't really get a gauge of how long things have been and how much time has passed between things. Because, like, suddenly they're there, and then Anakin has, like, the braid and shit like that as he's a Padawan. And you're like, wait, what? I thought he was just, like, told he's not going to do it. And, like, a lot of shit, like, changes really, really fucking fast. I think that's just Star Wars in general. And, uh, like, I I can't really blame them for choppy storytelling, because that's kind of how all of them are. Because you got to think, Luke going to Dagobah, and then you're like, okay, yeah, man, what the fuck's true. going on with them? Okay. It was very choppy. They're suddenly on Cloud City, and you're like, wait, what? Hold on. That, and they that like, is true. They don't t- like that. That's probably one of my favorite things about Star Wars storytelling is that they give us the crawl, and it's always these like, like building up to that point like like okay well here's the shit that happens cuz this is a world that's constantly being built upon and i know ray would kind of fight kind of be with me on this if you he were here but one piece also does that as well when it comes to world building and i love the idea that shit's going on while you're you're following the main characters that you've missed and it's like there's more going on than just what the game characters is doing i fucking love when storytelling does that okay. and they did it so well that's why I was like, that's why I can't really hold it against Star Wars when they're like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, well, did you read the crawl?
0: Yeah, I I, I can accept that. That's that's okay. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, so my first thing that I wrote down here is, so I, I'm an R2 fan. R2 is my mm-hmm. favorite. So, of course, my first thing is something with R2. But it opens up with R2 being with Padme, like getting off of the, the ship and stuff. And like when when the the double her um her stunt double her decoy gets blown up. R2's on the secondary ship with Padme. So like, does that mean that Anakin doesn't get R2 until the Clone Wars? So like I his, think his that's whole the time case that he is... leads up, like, he doesn't have him.
1: I mean he was on the Nubian ship. He was part of the service crew, yeah. like in the first episode. So I guess it would make sense that the uh that they would have something like that. But also at the same time, like Corday, like, is that the same person that was in episode one? Like, the same person that masks themselves as Padme the entire time?
0: I think it is. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, like, between Clone Wars, or uh, sorry, I'm gonna gonna call this Clone Wars so many times. Between Mm. Attack and the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith, it's only like three or four years, I think. I thought it was 10. No, that's,
1: that's the, the Clone Wars goes on for 10 years, is what no. they say, and then Episode 3 is the end of the 10-year gap.
0: Mm-mm. Be- between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones is about 10 years, but time span t- between Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith, that's only like three years.
1: No shit. He ages so much in that three-year gap. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. The Clone Wars lasted yeah. three yeah. years.
0: Yeah, so he's he's only owned R2 for three years, so I, th- I think... They were wedding gifts at the wedding, because I know 3PO goes to Padme, because it's Padme's droid then, mm-hmm. and R2 goes to Anakin. So both of Anakin's droids that he's owned in his life, he's only owned for a minimal amount of time.
1: Yeah, and he keeps talking about how they're his droids. But I mean, R2's with him throughout all of the Clone Wars cartoon. So Yeah. God, that's crazy. I didn't even think. So it's like the between the first battle of Geonosis and the final battles on Utapa and Kashyyyk, it's yep. about three years. Yep. I thought it was 10. I thought it was way longer.
0: No, no, no. Fucking A. Yeah, Anakin's only like 23 or 24 ish when he becomes Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. He's young. No shit. Holy but, uh, fuck.
1: So he's 21 in episode two?
0: I, somewhere around that, yes.
1: Okay, so it's not as weird. It's not a 14 year old trying to groom an eight year old. Okay. No, not
0: anymore. No, no, no.
1: Not anymore. They're consenting adults, even yeah. though it's really fucking weird. Can we talk about how weird that like, I don't know if it's George Lucas, not knowing how to make a fucking love story, but it is the most uncomfortable and like aggressive love story ever because like it does not feel genuine. It does not feel like anything that's like, Oh, well, Oh look, they're in love. No, he's like forcing it on her the entire time. All right. And there's no like, Oh, well, they're building it up and they're good now. No, they're fucking like, it's just weird and uncomfortable
0: the entire time. So I thought the same thing up until about an hour ago. When I mean... I felt like watching just an episode two um, breakdown and it was a bunch of like, like hidden secrets in episode two. Most of them already knew.
1: Yeah.
0: But some, he brought up a good point about that relationship between Padme and Anakin. Mm hmm. Anakin's first female like imprint was Padmé once he left his mother off of Tatooine. Mm. So like that was his first like I don't want to call her motherly cuz it's weird that they get together, but like first person that he looked up to that was female after his mother. And Sheev Palpatine knew that. So in episode 2, the way Palpatine puts Anakin on the security detail and stuff They like this person was talking about how he was manipulating Padme into falling for Anakin because he knew if Anakin fell in love, that that would be a way to get to his emotions and have him turn to the dark side.
1: Mm, Gotcha.
0: So it, it was all just a setup, this guy is saying. And I can see that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense.
1: So it's like it. What, the only reason it felt genuine is because like when you're stuck in a spaceship with someone for so long and then yeah. it's like, okay, well, because it's like, like I'm talking about with the time, like the way time goes in Star Wars where you don't know how long they've been traveling together because it's also like, can't be like, oh, we'll get there to like in like an hour. No, a lot of the places, that's a big thing about Star Wars is the travel time that they don't cover. Right. They kind of go over in the books and shit like that.
0: Yeah, because like at first she's like denying him, like he's saying, oh, I've thought about you every night since i last saw you blah 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 and she's like no i'm uncomfortable with this no i don't want you like like i, I don't want you doing this and it then, almost
1: it, seems like the relationship is like stockholm syndrome like right. like a very minor version of it because he's not like abusing her or anything like that but like because they're around each other so much it's just like inevitable
0: yeah and like with the cuts and stuff that's why i was saying that i didn't like it for this just this aspect here because mm. then all of a sudden She's telling him, "I love you" before they go out into the Geonosian Ocean battle, and yeah. it, it's just you... it all of a sudden gets to that. Yeah, but
1: I guess it, it's pretty weird. It's pretty funky. <laughs> I don't know. Like the CGI in this is really fucking bad. Although De- Dex, like I can't be mad about Dex. Not Dex Rendar. What is it? Dex Rendar? Is it ju- or is it just Dex?
0: I think it's the just, diner guy. I think it's just Dex. I, I don't know his last name.
1: Yeah, he's he's a little weird. He he looked a little weird, but I I liked it. I liked the crappy CGI that way. But like that, I that makes sense. But like I also was like super observ observant of the shit going on in the background. Like at the beginning when he's speaking to a lot of the Jedi Masters, like the their uh, Chancellor. Well, he's not Supreme Chancellor at that point, but yeah. A uh, Palpatine when he's sitting there talking to every, like all the Jedi Masters, like a lot of the characters from Clone Wars that I didn't even like pay attention to were in there right. talking with them, and I was like, oh shit! I'm like, oh these my are like the yes. actual Jedi from the Clone Wars cartoons. I'm like, I know these. Okay,
0: I was so happy when I like I, I mentioned that a little bit later on my list here, but yeah, just so many even enemies that you see in this movie just come out in the Clone Wars animation. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's so cool. Now, they did a lot logic.
1: of good practical effects as well. Like when they're walking through Coruscant and shit like that, that's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. When they're going through the different layers of Coruscant and you see all these different aliens. I'm like, I can't really be too mad about the CGI because they did do a lot of practical effects in that regard, but pra- at the
0: same time. The practicals are great.
1: Yeah, the practicals Those- look fucking amazing. Like that's never been a problem with
0: Star right. Wars. Just like the originals. Like they hold, they hold up to this day. Mm-hmm. the cgi after especially after the what the mcu has done it just it does not hold up
1: black widow was fucking incredible it black was widow looked so good there wasn't a single point in it where i was just like that's fucking green screen right it looked really good it was really but then good. again we we can't be that's fucking that's just disney that's disney budget that's
0: disney everything and yeah
1: lucas like, did luke was disney Diz, disney on did not star wars
0: by... until after the prequels came out
1: after the prequels, okay. yeah.
0: So I'm pretty sure Revenge of the Sith came out in 2004, and I'm pretty sure Disney bought them in, like, 2009.
1: I remember it was when we were in high school. Yeah.
0: Because we got, like, really
1: indifferent about
0: it. We had
1: a lot of opinions about it.
0: I remember arguing about it in um, the band room a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Openly screaming about Star Wars, like fucking crazy people. But it's okay.
0: But yeah, so right at the beginning here, we're already seeing Anakin's arrogance towards Obi-Wan and training and how he, he definitely was raised as a Jedi too late in life for his mentality. Because just the way that he's talking to Obi-Wan and as soon as he starts talking in, to Obi-Wan in front of Padme, he starts disobeying him so much. Oh, okay. so
1: he's trying to almost impress her
0: yes. with that. I didn't even like think about that yeah. cuz
1: you don't get re- you don't really get a moment of just him and Obi-Wan, but you do get that sense of yeah, like he's okay, so Anakin says this really weird shit when they're in the elevator. He's like, "You're the closest thing I have to a father." Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, wait, what? I get it, but like that's still like not the relationship of a mentor and a pupil. Like that's not It's it, already a weird relationship a off- ship off the bat
0: it's that's that's because of how late he started his training yeah it's because he was already he he wasn't young enough to be like i like i don't want to call it manipulated into the thoughts of the jedi but he already had a personality of his own he wasn't raised as a jedi
1: he already had a semblance of right and wrong
0: yeah and it, it was just them trying to force the jedi ways onto him and he did not take to it lightly um but yeah i thought it was kind of funny How Palpatine tasked Dooku to kill Padme, who in turn tasked Jango Fett to kill Padme, who in turn hired a shape-shifting bounty hunter to kill Padme, who then sent her droid to kill Padme, and then that droid sent Worms in to kill Padme. It's a whole line.
1: Yeah, yeah, but then again, it's like, that's, what, six different layers of who is at the top, who actually wanted her dead. So, right. in a way, I guess it's smart, but at the same time, like, what the fuck?
0: I just, I've, <laughs> felt, I like, all these years of watching this damn movie, I never thought of it like that. It's just so yeah.
1: funny. It's, like, one per, like, it's, like, 15 different chains of command. Like, <laughs> it's, like, who's actually gonna get paid for
0: this? Alright, so do you got anything up to this point yet?
1: Let's see. Fucking... I was talking about uh, Koy Dude, I'm so glad Jar Jar lost his speaking roles. I was so happy. Jar Jar only has the speaking roles in the beginning and does not talk for the rest of the fucking movie until he does that speech in the Senate. But yeah. I'm like, yes, absolutely.
0: Don't take it out on Jar Jar. I was
1: so happy, dude. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't want to hear this fucking guy anymore. They lo- I was very happy about that. But also, I love the idea of them like... Like, George Lucas was not very creative, and I can't really be upset with him, but he's like, separatists, because they separated from the Senate. Oh, I'm like, okay, get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That like is... I also
1: love. So they also talk about when they're in there with like all the Jedi Masters and shit like that. They're like the Jedi are not soldiers. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Then why is like they literally say Obi Wan is settling border disputes in Ansan or some city with Anakin. I'm like, if you're not warriors, why the fuck are you out on a different plate trying to settle diplomatic well,
0: disputes? They are peacekeepers. So they are peace they're they're peacekeepers oh, peace okay. of the Republic. Okay. So that they're they're like, oh, I can't even think of the term for what we like. Just people that are sent out to try and calm the situation. If the situation can't be calmed, they take care of it. Mm, I gotcha. and, and that's why I, think I was they're just putting thinking it, cause of like,
1: I'm looking at it from different lore aspects of like Knights of the Old Republic and shit like that, mm, where the Jedi okay. were kind of just like, they're basically hippies with swords, laser swords. Gotcha. And they're just like in tune with the force and all that kind of shit. But like, it, I guess it in the, I guess I guess, because the only Jedi that do exist, like the main council, is on Coruscant, rather than having different Jedi temples across the world. So maybe that's why they kind of fell into the politics of it all, because they're yes. on Coruscant.
0: They've definitely gotten way too far into the politics of it, and that's why when Luke finally takes over, he does nothing with that. He's yeah. He builds his own temple elsewhere, doesn't go to the Senate anymore.
1: He's like, I don't give a shit about the Senate. That's my sister's job. She can yep. deal with that shit. There's actually a whole book about her in the New Republic and all that kind of shit. That's really fucking good. I would highly recommend it. Okay. You definitely have to read it, Jess. It is fucking... I think it's... I think it's just, like, Leo. Or it's just General Oregon or something like that. Like, it's talking about her time in, like, her time with Ben and... How they then like her talking to Han and like and then the eventual creation of the new Repo- or the uh the first order. And so it's not just like, oh, here's the first order because we can't come up with any other villain that isn't a stormtrooper. So here you go. But it does it kind of explain it away, which is why I don't hate the sequels as much, but you know.
0: Eh, this, hmm. this this is gonna be a thing that you guys aren't gonna like, but sequels were not my favorite. I'll be honest, out of
1: all of them, episode 8 was my favorite, but that's also a weird opinion. Everyone has these really janked up, mi- mixed opinions about Star Wars and, like, the, the sequels. But, like, I don't hate them. Don't get me wrong. They're not awful, but they are pretty bad. Um, Especially episode 9, because it's literally just, like, dangling a little thing in our face, like, trying to distract us from the fact that they just overshot, like, 15 different plot points. Like, dangling. The, well, we'll talk about it when we get to them. But, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I, I just think that if it was all the same director, it would have been a lot better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that's just... I think they're trying to make it not canon. But then it, that, that wouldn't make any sense because they would shut down the Star Wars land and shit like that. Because literally the Star Wars land goes along with the
0: new right. ones versus the old ones. Right. Um, But there's a there's a line that Obi-Wan says in the chase of the bounty hunter. He says, uh, Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Saying that. You know, they
1: again. snuck that in because of the fact yes. that they knew what was going to happen. I'm like, Okay, guys, come on yeah. now.
0: And I just, I thought that was so cool that they had him say that. And diehard Star Wars fans, not, not the ones that are only watching it because they're young and they're watching it because, hey, this is a cool movie. I saw the first one. Well, technically the fourth, but the first one. And I'm just going to watch this. But no, this is for the ones that know what Anakin becomes and know that he kills Obi-Wan. And it's just a little nod to the the, the, the diehard.
1: For the people that are like, yeah, we've watched this since episode fucking four. Deal with it, dude. So I'll be honest with you. Anakin is definitely overplaying a lot of the dark side bullshit. He's like he's almost being like super fucking teenage cringy about it. And yep. I'm like, I, it kind of was very upsetting. I don't like the way he acted that out. Like, I think that's why Hayden Christensen gets so much hate. But, like, I, I don't know. The, it was just super cringe. He's just like, like, in episode three, he's not super, like, about that. He's like, because he's been fighting for the Republic for so long. Like, he understands what the Republic does. But at this point, he's just being angsty for angst. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up, Anakin. But also, I heard Boba Fett's voice, and I was like, this boy is rich. I'm like, this man has been doing the voice of every single clone for so many fucking years with Clone Wars and even the Bad Batch that just <laughs> finished up, which is fucking amazing. But uh, w- one of the things that I, I started noticing about Obi-Wan, is he does not feel confident in his abilities. He is not confident. Like, he's like, when they're sitting there like, oh, well... um, He's like, I can sense everything that's going on that room with her, and he's like, he's like, what? And Obi Wan's like, well, I I guess I can too, but like, he was literally not confident in his abilities, which kind of makes for a bad mentor in a way. Which like, he was not. It part of it made me realize that he was not ready. He was not at all. He wasn't. He was forced to do it, and definitely, Ewan McGregor does a really good job of portraying that, because like, he is not a good Jedi master.
0: I mean so I, I have the ages of everybody brought up here. Um mm-hmm. you're saying how old like Anakin is still like teenage angsty. It's because he's only nineteen in Attack with the Clones. Oh he's nineteen. He's okay, nineteen. I thought he was a little How old bit is older. Obi-Wan? That that's what I was gonna bring up here is he's only thirty five.
1: Okay, but your thirties that's, that's like, at that point, you kind of got, well, maybe. You would hope so. But especially as a Jedi, you kind of got some shit figured out. But but, but he also, became a master
0: even, at such a young age. He was 25 when he became the master of um, Anakin. No shit. So he was 25 in Phantom Menace. So, like, he, he wasn't even a fully master yet. He hadn't gone through the trials. He was still a Padawan.
1: Yeah, they made and, him a Jedi. Like, at, and then like, by the way, you're also a master. And he's right, like, he fuck? skipped what? knighthood.
0: He didn't go through any knight. He was never a Jedi Knight. He went from Padawan to Master,
1: and you could tell. Like I, I guess it's just he's really like. Ewan McGregor was really good at portraying that, at portraying the like. I am not ready for this. I am not doing okay. I am not ready for this. What am I doing? Right kind of thing, which is, I guess, that was on purpose, and it's it's really well done. Like fucking kudos. It sounds like he
0: did a really good job with it. He did, and I just. He he looks way too young still, though. Because in New Hope, he's so old and decrepit looking. So that's why I'm excited for this Obi-Wan Kenobi show. To, like, show, like, why he is getting, like, looking so old.
1: I mean, you live in a fucking sand planet with two suns for as many years, eighteen years. I think (laughs) you'll. I don't think you'll look as as glowing as you do now. Like, (laughs) it kind of that kind of just destroys you a little bit.
0: That's true. All
1: right, Obi Wan. I I I, he did. Ewan McGregor did such a good job of portraying that. Like, shout out to him. Like, I don't know if it was intentional, but it definitely comes across as that. And I'm like, way to fucking go, Ewan.
0: I, I, I want to believe that it was intentional just because he does it dude uh,
1: also like I, I had to fucking like stop watching for a second and switch over to the meme of him flying on the green screen. It was so fucking good <laughs> y'all <laughs> I, everyone needs yeah. to look that up right now pause the podcast look up the obi-wan flying meme it's so fucking good you and McGregor just dancing in
0: the pod. I it, love is it' real funny. now a- after this chase through the air they land on the ground. And another thing that's a nod to the originals. Does Obi-Wan just have an inkling to cutting people's hands off? I fucking love that. The first
1: thing he goes for is the fucking limbs. Just like he did with Anakin. (laughs) He fucking just tore through Anakin's limbs.
0: (laughs) He just goes right for them. He's like, yeah, I I know this is going to affect you. I don't want to kill you, but this is going to hurt you in the long run.
1: Fucking yeah. Qui-Gon's training him and he's like, alright, now I'm gonna teach you how to disarm people. And he's like, disarm? And like literally cuts off the fucking training dummy's arms. Like he took it way too seriously. And has just never been able to adjust it like Obi-Wan. Or fucking Qui-Gon meant to fix that, but he died. So Obi-Wan just fucking literally disarms everyone he meets. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome.
0: Now I will admit, I watched part of this like as like my refresher for this episode. I watched about half of it to so like, maybe just maybe the first quarter before I watched bad batch. So this next thing that I have down here, Oh no, maybe not anymore. But I was like, at the time I was thinking, cause bad batch figured this out for me, but like, what if like it says Boba has Camino weaponry. Like does Boba still use it? Even after claiming he's Mandalorian, or does he use Mandalorian weaponry? Because after the Mandalorian, we find out that um, Jango was found as in um, um, a
1: foundling. A foundling. Yeah. So he wasn't. He wasn't technically from Mandalore. So I guess it would make sense that he would use the technology from the scientists on Kamino. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why does he have a dart from Kamino when he's allegedly a Mandalorian?
0: Right. So, I, I don't know. That was just kind of something that I wanted to bring up there. He's using communal weaponry, but he's a Mandalorian, claiming to be a Mandalorian. And he also has Beskar armor. It's yeah. just it, it's just weird. But um, after watching the Bad Batch, and this is spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen the Oh,
1: by the way, episode. Bad Batch finished uh, for us a few days ago. It's been at least two weeks or so since it's come out, but we apologize for this next bit because it might be a spoiler for Bad Batch.
0: But when Obi Wan gets to Kamino, it hits so differently now.
1: Oh yeah, when after like you're like, oh this this literally gets decimated
0: by the Empire. Yes, and just all those years just thinking of Kamino the way it is, and now in canon it's destroyed. Like, yeah, like after after Revenge of the Sith, we never heard anything about it. It's been twenty years almost yeah and like what the fuck
1: happened to kamino that's my favorite thing about bad batch is seeing what happened to the clones after the empire took over and that's like oh they do such a good job of it
0: yeah and it's just it hits so different seeing the the clone like the pods that they're all growing up in and all the little kid clones and it's just ugh. Ugh. what are the things that fucking um uh
1: yoda said that made me a little, or no, was it Yoda? No, it was Anakin and Padme talking. Sorry, I don't mean to draw away from this, but Anakin and Padme were talking about, like, what the Jedi are allowed to have. Like, they're not allowed to have compassion. They're not allowed to have possessions or anything like that. And I'm, like, thinking about what Obi-Wan went through and what Obi-Wan did with uh, Bo-Katan's sister, right? It was Bo-Katan's no, older it, sister was, on Mandalore. Like,
0: it, it was, Um, I think it was with, oh, no, you're right, you're right. Sabine. Sabine. sabine yeah yeah, but one th- one thing that i've read or heard from someplace like you said they can't have compassion or love that doesn't mean that they can't be sluts they, oh, and what? <laughs> and i've read and heard like like people are suggesting that jedi were big sluts and just sleeping with anybody okay. but but that that's one thing that i watch as now like Obi wan wasn't doing anything wrong when he was with Sabine. What he did wrong was getting feelings for her and being upset when. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler because it's old, but when Darth Maul kills her, and yeah. like that—that's the problem that he had with her. But no, then just hooking up stuff—that's that's, that's all just okay the, Jedi the Jedi way, bro. That's just the slut. Jedi way.
1: That's part of the Jedi code: be a right. slut, dog. Where do you think Grogu came from? <laughs> but it was um, a little slutty in nine hundred years to do it. Exactly. And I one of my favorite things. I mean, this is kind of drawing off topic a little bit, but they also a lot of people. It was a Count Dooku thing. Uh, it was a quote from Count Dooku about Yoda. Okay. Um, hold on. I I kind of want to talk about it because like looking at Yoda. Hold on, I gotta look it up. Quote from Dooku about. Yoda, it's from one of the books.
0: All right. Well, while you look that up, I'm just gonna bring up my next point here. While you look that up, um, if it wasn't for Obi Wan finding that dart, um, that killed or that was yeah killed the bounty hunter that Boba sent, like Obi Wan would have never found Kamino and never would have gotten the clones involved or anything. So like, was that by accident or was that just like Palpatine's whole plan? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe
1: he forced him to use that weapon because he was like, "Well, they need to track this Camino. They need to go there." Okay. So maybe he has his Mandalorian weapons, but he used the Camino dart because okay, yeah. Palpatine wanted them to track it to Camino, and then they'd be like, "Oh, well, Darth Plague." Who was it that they said Death Tyrannus, Right, Sifo so No, Sifo Who's Sifo He's was uh, it just made up, or no, was he? He's originally not Tyrannus.
0: Originally, it was a made up word. It was, um, they wanted it to be Scytodius. Kind of like a like play Sidious? on words for Sidious, yes. Oh, but okay. it was mistyped as Cyphotius and George Lucas was, just ran with it. Made it a whole new character, and he, he's an actual Jedi. He's in the Clone Wars, and, um, he's being, like, he's being held captive by Dooku, and ends up dying. But, but yeah, he's an actual character, and Dooku was just He captured him and then used his name as the one that made the clone army.
1: Mm. Yeah, apparently this isn't canon. It's from the Book of the Sith, which was outside of the Star Wars canon before, you know. I'm still interested. But yeah, it's a Dooku quote where he says, the Jedi Order's problem is Yoda. No being can wield that kind of power for centuries without becoming complacent at best or corrupt at worst. He has no idea that it's overtaken him. He no longer sees all the little cumulative evils that the Republic tolerates and fosters, from slavery to endless wars, and he never asks, why are we not acting to stop this? Live alongside corruption for too long and you no longer notice the stench. The Jedi cannot help the slaves of Tatooine, but they can help the slave masters. I was like, oh... That's, I saw that. I'm like, that's so good. And I'm sad that that's not canon because it has a good point. That's goosebumps. Yeah. Right goosebumps. What I heard that I'm like, Oh, Oh my God. And it makes sense. Like Yoda and just like all the Republic. They, when they're like, we're not soldiers. Like at the beginning of this, they're like, we're not soldiers. We don't do that shit. And then they slowly became like generals of yeah. the army. And then it's like, it's because they were so close to it. They couldn't tell the difference anymore. And I'm like, it, it was such a good way to sum up what happened to the Jedi towards the end of their lives.
0: And, and I was not, like, I'm not trying to defend the Jedi at all. But I know it has a lot to do with the fact that their connection to the force was diminished.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, and I feel like Yoda might have in his earlier life been connected to the force stronger yeah. than he had towards the end of it. So, like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Is it? Why? Why? Wait, what do you mean it's?
0: Because Palpatine and the dark side is like masking it. Like they can yeah. no longer sense as much as they could. That's why in, in episode two here, um, Obi or not Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, he goes up to Master Yoda and he's like, hey, I think it's time that we bring the, this like, like oversight to the Senate saying we, we can no longer use the force as well as we could before. Our connection mm. to the force is being cut off. And Master Yoda... Because of how
1: deep the corruption was with Sidious yeah. and all that kind of shit? That's... Okay.
0: But Master Yoda didn't want to alarm anybody, so that's why they didn't bring it up. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that she's... Like, Palpatine, he knows. He definitely knows, because he's the one that's making them not be able to sense as much.
1: Yeah, because the scales are kind of tipping in their favor, because the Sith and Dark side is seeps so... Like, it's intertwined with what's going on with the light side and
0: everything like that. Right. That's pretty fucking sweet. Now being back to awkwardness, this gets our, makes our way to Padme and Anakin's first kiss. Uh, And uh, him talking about how much he doesn't like sand.
1: Yep. Nothing turns me on more, Jess, than hearing someone talk about how much they hate sand. I don't think you understand. I
0: mean, just this scene in general is just an example of how badly written this movie was. (laughs) <laughs> like, the story of it, great. The dialogue, yeah. though... Uh
1: Yeah, I don't know who the fuck they handed the dialogue off to, but they should have just fucking given it back. Yeah. Like, no. It was so
0: poorly done. It was. Now, another thing around this time in the movie, we are learning that Bulba is an unaltered un- clone. So Bulba is the son of Django. in case anybody mm-hmm. didn't know. Um, But something... That I caught this time, and for the first time, I hadn't caught this before. It's they they, they specified unaltered. So mm. not only does he not have the um, aging gene, like all the clones do. Like for the like the clones, they gave them all their own personalities. Like they took away um, Django's personality. For Boba, they left in his personality. They left so him Boba be. has his
1: own kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so Boba is kind of just like Django. He's got his anger problems and stuff and his want to hate. And mm-hmm. that's why Boba grows up to be the way he does. That's why he becomes a bounty hunter is because he's just like his father.
1: I gotta be honest with you, in the movies, Boba Fett, not as interesting, but once Mandalorian kind of came around and you got to see Boba more, I'm like, thank fucking God. Because everyone says Boba Fett is the most badass character, and there was literally no moments where you're like, oh, Boba Fett, man, wow. He just looked cool. Because like half of the shit he did, he fucking... He, he failed in, at. He failed at, and then got fucking. He fell into a Sarlacc pit. Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. He's useless. What do you mean? Right. I love Boba Fett. And there was literally no reason to like him.
0: Now, my next point is all in caps. Oh no! Because it is so fucking funny. Is and that a I blooper? Never, that they it's left a blooper. Him? It's it, it's a intentional blooper. Another callback to Episode Four: A New Hope.
1: Oh, oh! I see a note. By the way, here yeah. we cannot say the name of that ship. It is now legally called Boba Fett's starship.
0: Oh, that's fuck! That's what that. it says. Right, right that's now what it
1: says on the on the the jet, the uh, Disney box set okay. for Legos. It says Boba Fett's starship. But at so this point wanna... in time,
0: it's still Slave One. Yeah, that, that's that's currently in the canon is Boba Fett's starship. But right now, yeah. it's Slave One. But going back to Episode Four. There was a stormtrooper who's walking through a doorway. Banged his head on the door. And at first there was no sound. It was just, you could see it happen. And when the movie came out, people noticed it, laughed. Made it a huge deal. When they redid the original movies... um, Did they add a
1: bonk sound effect?
0: Lucas added a bonk sound effect, okay? In this movie, Attack of the Clones... As Jango is entering Slave 1 here, he hits his head and there's a sound cue for it. And That's I died awesome. laughing. It was oh so my good. God.
1: I'm so pissed that I didn't get to come Camino. Damn it, I needed to, I needed to
0: watch it. <laughs> oh, so we're caught up to where you've watched it again so far? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, I know I've been leading the way again, but I will continue. Um, you just give your little nod. No, no, no. Thing. This
1: is all I watched. So I okay. just remember this is going based off memory because I watched okay. it within the last like month or so because I, I was watching it with Kim. But okay, okay.
0: Um, but my next point is can, can we just love the fact of the seismic charges from Slayer 1?
1: I fucking love my guy. Oh, I love my Star Wars sound effects. My cat screeching. TIE fighters my fucking oh <laughs> the darth vader breathing just all the little sound effects the doors opening the sliding the blaster right. fire the what like the the fucking wilhelm scream all amazing <laughs> all but, amazing it's such so, a good job
0: i'm so happy that they brought back the seismic charges in the mandalorian yeah like that just it's a badass weapon it really fucking is the mandalorian was just ah,
1: so perfect
0: Oh, it's so perfect.
1: It is such an easy story, but god damn, it's so perfect.
0: Oh, don't, we, we will get to The Mandalorian, don't worry. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have part of it written down for season two, but whatever.
0: No. no I don't. <laughs> I love the parallels. Like, I, I've already mentioned all the parallels between the originals in this one. There's Here's another one. We meet Owen and Beru. Yeah. Like, the uncle and aunt of Luke, and we meet them in this movie, and it's just so cool. That, like, even just such a side character like that, George Lucas just remembers to connect the movies. He's like, and, I need
1: to make sure that they understand that these right. characters are, yeah.
0: He wants us to always, like, be remembering that this is connected to his original movies. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool that they did that. And also the blue milk! Yeah, they brought the blue, the blue milk book. So my next thing I wrote... we've already kind of talked about it the fucking sand not the fuck no i'm not bringing up the sand anymore
1: fucking i love the sand the sand was great it's my favorite thing
0: it gets everywhere and it's messy and i hate it (laughs) no thanks for that line appreciate it just seeing the separatists and knowing their stories and like seeing them in live action compared to the the animated series and it's just so cool
1: I just love. I think that's that's something. Even like even if you don't like the animation of it, I love the idea that they build upon all these different characters and ideas and thoughts and themes that you get to kind of understand what's going on and all this shit. You're like, oh right. okay, this makes they, sense.
0: They even throw the names out there, like the Techno Union, the Banking Clan, the Trade Federation, and they just continue and build on that in the see the animated series. And- yeah. I just really love that.
1: You really need to give the animated series another try if you've given up on it. I know there's a lot of bad episodes, but there are so many good episodes. Yes.
0: It's, in all, it's probably the best Star Wars. Like, as a whole, it's probably the best thing that Star Wars has added to its franchise. Mm-hmm. Just because of how much you can build off of it. Just like they have, like with The Mandalorian and with. uh what and you that kind call it. of yeah that kind of uh, goes on
1: with yeah that kind of goes on with what we were saying earlier at the beginning of the podcast. we were talking about the
0: timing of star
1: wars the It's just keeping it open like that makes it so easy for you to be able to build mm-hmm. like these different stories and stuff like that. They did like George uh, like you may hate George Lucas for all he's worth, but he is a fucking genius for being able to keep a lot of these things open ended so that more stories and more things can be structured off of it. This man's a fucking billionaire. Well, I don't know. Is he a billionaire at this he, point? He, you know.
0: he got four billion for Star Wars. Okay, yeah, he's a billionaire. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like it, he's a genius. Yes. Um, this this next thing I wrote down. Uh, this definitely has something to do with the hormone sign I'm on, because I've never cried at this movie before, but I fucking bawled my eyes out. Yeah. yeah during this scene that, the scene, when you said that, I'm
1: like, Jess, what the fuck? I'm like, you cried at this movie. I'm like, oh I remember this gosh. movie being fucking awful. Why are you, was, what is it, was, it
0: pulling from you? It was when his mother died. Yeah. And just that scene and how she was holding on just to say, I love you to her son and to see how, what he's become and the man that he's grown up to be. Like, she literally says, uh, what what did, what did I write down? Oh my gosh. She says, I'm complete now. And Aww. she was just holding on just to see him, and as soon as she saw him, and she she didn't need to live anymore, and that's why she dies in his arms like that. And fucking amazing. It, it's just so sad because like she's trying to say "I love you, I love you," and she just can't get the "you" out, and I that, that tears Anakin apart right there, and he goes berserk, and one it's of the. Good.
1: Jess, you're getting choked up again. You're you getting choked up? I again. am.
0: You're like it's such
1: a beautiful moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like it's such a big turning point, also. Because another thing of that that movie or not that movie that video I watched earlier today, um, they mentioned how Sidious told Dooku to hire the bounty hunters or not the bounty the, oh, I can't think of their fucking name. The uh, guys Tuscan oh, the, Raiders the Tuscan Raiders yes. ask them. Sidious is one that told Dooku to hire them to kidnap the mother, knowing what Anakin would do. He's doing
1: such a good job of manipulating Anakin.
0: He is. And that is canon, because that is a deleted scene from episode three, actually. And just the fact that he's able to manipulate Anakin like that so good. It's just... Although,
1: I'll be honest, the jump from episode one to two... Like, at the end of episode one, right, like, he's standing next to the the Palpatine, and Palpatine, like, gives him a smile or whatever. And that's, like, the most interaction they have. But, like, all of a sudden, the beginning of episode two, Anakin and him, him are, like, buddy-buddy. It's a little weird to me. Well, because Palpatine cause it knows it very... that
0: they think that the Jedi think that he's the chosen one. Yeah. And he wants the chosen one as his apprentice. Yeah. So he's, he does everything he can. So he tries to befriend him. And he does, and successfully does that. And it's just crazy that God, my thoughts
1: that. are all over the place. But, like, you remember, you know how we were talking about, like, how the Jedi's power was so weak. Is yeah. that why fucking Rey is so strong? Yes. I'm thinking, like, because there are no other creatures really drawing upon the power of the Force, Rey is a fuck- OP as shit. That is why and she is because, so strong.
0: That yeah. is why Luke was so strong. Yeah. Is because- like it's no longer, like they're the only like for balance yeah. wise they're there's the a only one
1: amount of, them. of power you can draw right so like now that it's like only two or three people drawing from it it's like goddamn, okay yes exactly okay, right
0: that's why the Sith are always so strong is because yeah. there's only one or two at a time but but anyways John Williams is Bay dude I fucking and, love John Williams
1: oh my god He's so and incredible. the little
0: nods that he throws in here. Like, you can hear Vader's theme as he's explaining that he killed the Tusken Raiders to Padme. And just Vader's theme is playing in the background. And if you're not a music buff like we are, and if you don't love Star Wars music, like, it's not something that you're really going to pick up on, but it's just so subtle. And it's just something that's there. Another Mm -hmm. tie into what he becomes. And I I just really love that.
1: Dude, I fucking. Okay, I'm looking at some of these notes here, and I don't mean to like push for it, but man what the fuck so okay i just saw this fucking r2 being like he has like uh, his boosters and stuff like that but literally at the beginning he like falls down the steps almost like dropping down the steps and not using his boosters i'm like what the fuck what was this like did they lose the money of their budget
0: no they were waiting for it for an epic moment they didn't want to waste that moment they didn't want to waste
1: him just like suddenly flying down the stairs with his boosters exactly (laughs) okay (laughs) or it's probably budget but you know um but yeah, fucking, I, okay, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, that's prob. this is probably why episode two is my least favorite, is the end sequence. Like, the whole yes. end sequence, leading into fucking, um, like, the whole droid is fucking stupid. Yes. I'm sorry. Fucking dumb. Dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, that's fucking stupid. And then it's fucking stupid how, like, uh, like, I don't care about the C-3PO bullshit. I don't care that he has the body of a droid. Oh, God. Oh, what's going to happen? I don't care. And it just looks terrible.
0: As I was watching yesterday, I didn't really feel like typing it out because I knew I was going to remember. That whole side story of R2 and 3PO there, not needed. At all. Of course not.
1: Of course nothing
0: not. nothing promoting to the story at all. Literally just gets resolved something... by yeah. the two of them. They could have stayed on the resolved. ship and nothing would have changed. At right. all. They just we would,
1: needed to pad
0: more time, it seems like. Yeah. We wouldn't have gotten a smile out of Kit Fisto, but other than that, that that's all there
1: was. Kit Fisto smiling. <laughs> it's my wallpaper on my iPhone. Or, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, dude, uh, yeah, that whole sequence was fucking stupid. And then, of course, Padme's like, they're like, oh, she's not skimpy enough. Let's rip half her clothes off.
0: Oh, George that? Lucas is one horny motherfucker. Yeah. I, I just every can't every imagine being Natalie series. Portman. You're right yeah.
1: Even the Twi'leks, like, so in that beginning scene, because I keep getting up the beginning, but like when they're all in there and then everyone comes in, like the, the, like the Jedi are leaving and then mm-hmm. Padme comes in with everyone. Everyone's dressed in robes and like all this shit, except for the Twi'leks who were just like deep cut V. I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all need to chill with this shit. You are too fucking horny for your own good.
0: Yeah. and But at it, least he
1: let Padme wear underwear.
0: Right. I was going to, that's what I was going to bring up is you got to remember that. Uh, Carrie Fisher wasn't allowed to wear underwear because they don't wear underwear in space,
1: yeah, because it's too constricting. Right, like, get the fuck out of here, George Lucas. What the <laughs> fuck? He, he probably couldn't say it because, like, he would have literally lost all of his money, like, he would have right. been sued by, in a heartbeat. And Natalie Portman deserved it if she would have gotten that money, but you know, whatever.
0: Now, there are a few good things out of the ending sequence, um, like how like you can get obi wans sarcasticness in it when Anakin comes in and. Obi Wan asks him, "Hey, at least you received my message." And Anakin's like, "Yeah, and I sent it over to the Council. Then we decided to come save you." <laughs> and Obi Wan goes, "Well, that's some good saving you're doing here." I fucking love Obi Wan. As they're the, getting captured, man. yeah. And then, um, they, he said it. Anakin said it this time. Oh no, I've got a bad feeling about this. It was in there. It was Anakin this time when they were bringing they out the creatures. They don't go a
1: movie without them saying it.
0: Nope, oh, they don't. That's one of the things it, about Star Wars is that's, that and the, the fucking, the Scream. I can't think of the name of the it.
1: The Wilhelm Scream?
0: Yeah, the Wilhelm Scream. Yeah. That's in all Star Wars. Um, fucking wonderful. And the fact that they brought back so many Jedi from this fight sequence in the Clone Wars, like we've already mentioned, it's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You get to see them kind of, like, fight a little bit, and then you're like, oh, shit. But yeah. then, like, Here's my thing: is that suddenly they bring this fucking massive army, and then like they're already ready to like I don't know. It just seemed very fucking rushed, like it, very
0: very rushed. It did, but you got to remember the Jedi are trained; like they're already trained for this kind of thing. So they're as soon as already they get trained backup... to be generals, though. But they're trained like, they to. They're
1: them like generals so quick, and they're like already like they've trained, like they work with these squads forever. But really, like, oh, I guess the passage of time—you don't really know. But still, right,
0: passage of time, but also just they're trained in the art of war because they got to know yeah. how to like be able to handle it, just yeah. because of their job. Um, they take that job a little bit to the max with the Clone Wars, but they're trained as war people. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, what's my next thing? the clones are definitely the best part of this movie yeah of course best part they're they're all cgi but they're the best part
1: yeah and they have oh my god that dude's i'm gonna go back to it that dude's fucking rich he has to be fucking loaded
0: really he 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 was loaded what happened he got killed what jango got killed yeah
1: no i'm talking about fucking like the fact the voice actor the oh, guy who played, the voice actor. Like, he's rich. He's fucking yes. loaded, oh, dude. He is. he
0: is. Every
1: single clone of every single show and every single yep. like, and then he even, yeah, he's fucking loaded. Yeah. And he's Boba as well. Like fucking A.
0: Like in the newer series. Right. I was so glad they brought him back as Boba. That oh, was so good. Old Boba is
1: my fucking, I he's my dream daddy. There we go.
0: Now, as for the Clone Wars, I don't know if he voices all the clones.
1: He doesn't. Not all of them. But yes, he, I think it's all of them.
0: Like I think, every single one. It has to I, be. I think it's a different voice actor. Bro, I'm going to lose my shit. Because I was watching something the other day, and it was not him. It was the voice actor for all of the Bad Batch clones. And yeah, he does, all have different voice actors. No, they all have the same voice actor. Just different octaves he, and shit? Yeah. And mm. I think he voices all the clones in the Clone Wars. Hmm. Then that dude's fucking rich. I think he's rich but the other guy like he still gets his likeness because yeah. they model everything after him. Yeah.
1: My thing, okay, so I I know I see kind of pushing back. Like I like okay, the end sequence all the droid shit's fucking stupid. I like seeing some of the Jedi fight, but the fucking Sith the fucking Dooku fight at the end dude so dumb. I'm yeah. sorry. Why the fuck is Yoda walking around with a cane in a little hover chair <laughs> and all this shit and then all of a sudden, oh, bleh, I'm fucking jumping around like, like, ugh, come on now.
0: Doing bunny hops around Dooku. Doing
1: fucking bunny hops, like fucking doing a kick flip. Like, Yoda can't even walk, dog. Like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing?
0: The argument could be that he's using the Force to do that, but, but we all know that's a bunch of BS.
1: You don't need an answer. It's just the Force. basically sums up all of these fucking movies right right
0: um what's my next thing i i can't i was gonna say something oh the difference between anakin's lightsaber skills from episode two to episode three is vast
1: yeah anakin fights like a fucking idiot dude like he's
0: so bad he is horrible but like it's just crazy that at the end of this movie and the beginning of the next movie just the difference. Yeah, but like, you got to think in three so years of
1: total warfare. Right. All the time, constantly fighting. So it's kind of kind of makes sense in a way. Right.
0: It does. It does. It's just so cool yeah, that he gets to be that fun. good. And then just the jump from episode three to Darth Vader. Like, he just gets in so much stronger.
1: I'm going to give props to Rogue One again, my favorite Star Wars movie of yep. all time. Being able to see Darth Vader do shit. The and hallway be... scene the fucking uh, most amazing like the powerful Sith Lord that like Palpatine wanted him to be obviously but we also talked about how Vader like the reason like he wanted to replace him so bad is because he didn't get a full-fledged
0: Anakin he got a crisp of Anakin right now since the last time we've talked I have purchased and beat Jedi Fallen Order
1: good or bad what are your opinions
0: amazing okay. like we're, we're talking vader. about the powers of darth vader here this is gonna be a spoiler for you
1: no but...
0: okay no you don't want me to spoil no
1: it's okay i know you fight darth vader at the end and he okay and whooped your ass
0: yeah so you fight darth vader but just the sequence that darth vader is in that it's the strongest you'll ever see him like no you shit it, it, it gave me goosebumps like as i was playing because of how strong vader is in that Oh, like, he's fucking amazing. ripping apart the facility that he's in. And it's just amazing. I love Vader. I love the <laughs> the skills that he gets between 2 and 3 and then between 3 and 4. It's just immense. Um, my, my, my last thought here is just gotta give it to John Williams again. John Williams, the fucking legend, the fucking
1: hero. Amazing. If you don't Dude, and if you don't take anything else from Star Wars, just fucking John Williams. He also did Jurassic Park, didn't he?
0: Oh, he's done my shit done. He did Jurassic Park. He did this. He did Indiana Jones, I do believe. He did Jaws. He did Star Wars, Jaws, Jurassic Park. Um, E.T. It looks like, yeah, E.T. Um, Schindler's List. He did Hook. Harry Potter. Uh, Home Alone. Dude's a fucking genius. I already said, yeah. um indiana jones right yeah he did indiana jones and just so many other movies too but those are just like the big ones he did superman he fucking
1: did superman dude's a fucking legend i love him
0: catch me if you can lincoln like big movies Like he's, he's he's a legend if we
1: lose him we're literally gonna lose all of star wars you can't have john you can't have star wars without john williams right and it's gonna be rough he's like old as fuck have you seen him yeah. I know. But let's not end on a sour note. I mean, I know we didn't talk as much shit on this one as we talked on episode one. Even though this was our least favorite one. But I think we it's didn't... because we're looking at it through a lens of what this built upon. Like, yes. What was built upon this movie. Right. Episode I mean, that's one that's probably the best part about it.
0: Is better, but there's a lot more stuff that you can just shit talk. This one just as a whole is shit. You can't talk about the whole thing being shit all the time.
1: Yeah. Like, there but, are really good moments in this one.
0: and then There really,
1: are. Most of it is really, really bad.
0: Yeah. But it, well, just, it, it builds the whole Star Wars story, and we leave it there.
1: I think that's a podcast. What do you think, Jess?
0: I, th- I think it is. I think so. Fucking killed it. We did a good job.
1: That was a good one. Well, stay tuned uh, for next week. We will be back with something. We're not too sure what we're doing, but uh, we will be trying to get these out weekly now that I am not going to be working as crazy hours. So... I will be able to edit these and get these out pretty quick. Um, Sorry about last week. We didn't push that episode out until like a month and a half after E3. But, you know, still listen to it if you haven't already. If you haven't already, follow us on the socials. Give us love. We will give you love. Uh, We are... This is a safe space. We are very if you need anyone to talk to, just kind of talked about it at the beginning. We're here if you need it because I mean, even though you might not know us well, um we aren't bad people. we We understand what some people are going through, and sometimes it's easier to talk to people that you don't know versus the people that you do. Um so we are here for you guys. Uh, on the socials, I am j f r o l o o n t a r d on everything. Um, so just give me a, give me a buzz over there on the Twitter and, or Instagram, anything like that.
0: I am, my, my, my handle is new. I got it changed. Hey. Uh, it's now Jessica for 1195. Um, oh, but lovely. on you Instagram, kept the in I'm sorry, that's <laughs> always
1: been the funniest part of your fucking username. And it's I know that's why I had it. to
0: keep it. I had to keep it. I had to keep it. But in, on Instagram, I couldn't get Jessica for 1195. So on Instagram, I am Jesse. For eleven ninety five. Jesse with an I, not a fucking E. No, don't give me that E. Our third member here, Mr. Raymond Holt. He is corkscrew underscore He got there. it. No, well, he that? had to get the underscore yeah, seventeen. He got the underscore. He got the underscore. But he's got nice, corkscrew nice. 17 on there. Um, don't forget that underscore. And just like Jeff said, just like I said earlier, please feel free to reach out to us. If you need anything, feel free to ask. Feel free to talk about it. I will do my best to give you the best advice I can. Because like I said, it, it was difficult for me. Um, once I started reaching out to people, it definitely become easier. And my, my word of advice is don't, don't get too much in your head about it. Nice. I didn't think I would be able to come out to anybody. And I finally did. And I'm 26 years old. And I wish I would have done this 15 years ago. Um,
1: That's fucking amazing.
0: If you believe your parents won't won't um, love you anymore, just do the opposite of me and just remember that you're their child and they will always love you. Um, if Even you feel if some
1: parents are pieces of shit, you know, fam. The biggest thing that we've kind of agreed upon, just as individuals, is that your family is not just your blood. Some of your family can be fucking terrible, and if they don't support yes. your choices, there are friends that you can reach out to that are just as close, and if yes. not better than family, they are family. So they're your family. You're you not get to alone. Choose. The fam- family, yeah, family is choose. who you get to choose. So
0: yes, but if you if I, I don't want to tell everybody to start coming out to your parents, but if if you feel like it's not a safe situation, please don't just. Hold that, hold that in, and come talk to us. Because I know well, some some places are bad, but other than that, exactly. Thank you for listening.
1: We love you all. Make sure you, you uh, give us some, give us a shout. Uh, stop by over there on the iTunes and all that other fun stuff. Rating and reviewing does get us some fun things and let people let's people kind of recognize us it's like a algorithm it's weird i don't really understand it but i do know that reviewing and all that kind of stuff will help us in the long run so if you do have the time drop a review tell us how terrible our opinions were even if they weren't great or if you agreed with them or anything just shoot us a message we love you guys thanks again for listening
0: i feel like you forgot something what i forget jeff streams pretty much daily don't yeah, forget to follow know. his stream and I will to be streaming here soon. Um, I was able to get Jessica for on Twitch. Um, so when I started streaming, I'll definitely be tweeting that out. Um, I just like this podcast Am a friendly, trans friendly um, stream. I am going to market myself towards that. So if anybody wants to come join me at those times, feel free. All right.
1: Well, there you go. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We love you all. And we'll talk to you soon.
0: May the force be with you all,
1: always.